irreverent and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. To the art of love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. And this week, we're going to talk about those crucial first few months when you meet someone. Because if you mess it up then, then you probably won't have a relationship. You know what they say? Well, well begun is half done. I think that's the quote. Uh, The name of the book is Romantic Suicide, The 45 Unbreakable Rules of Dating. The author is Monroe Mann, and uh, the website is Monroe Man, and that's M-O-N-R-O-E-M-A-N-N dot com. So let me bring Monroe on, and we're going to find out what these uh, unbreakable rules of dating are. Welcome to the show, Monroe. Hi, Lucia. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So just to read a brief bio... Monroe Mann is an attorney, filmmaker, actor, musician, motivational speaker, author, emergency medical technician, waterfront lifeguard, and Bronze Star-nominated Iraq War veteran. He has appeared on ABC News, Fox, uh, Fox's Dr. Heath Show, CNBC's The Big Idea, as well as CNN's Wolf Blitzer. He is currently pursuing his Ph.D. in psychology at Capella University. A little bit of an underachiever there, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, try to stay busy <laughs> yeah exactly how do you find time to do everything uh, I guess where there's a where there's a will there's a way oh you're being very modest um, what does one have to do to be nominated for a bronze star uh, I don't think there's any mm, like check the box type of thing it's, oh. it's, it's, uh, it's an award that's, that's, that's given for exemplary service or for doing something uh, uh, above and beyond uh, type of thing, and I, I had been nominated for, for the Bronze Star for for two reasons. I I was the navigator for my uh, battalion's convoy of about 50 vehicles from to uh, Kuwait City all the way to Kuwait, Iraq. It was about a 600 miles, and wow. I was I was one of the only. Uh, Convoy up to that point that didn't make wrong turns, uh, and so my uh, unit nominated me for that. And also, I helped find one of the number two high-value targets uh, that our unit was looking for, and wow. so they nominated me for the Bronze Star. So very you. happy. Congratulations! Congratulations! Um, Thank you. So, how did you come to write this book? Uh, by making lots and lots of mistakes uh-huh. with with the opposite sex and 
I had a really terrible uh, scenario with this one girl about it's about six months before I wrote uh, published the book, and I, I was just so heartbroken and distraught. I and I know that I made so many mistakes. I'm, I was at a pizza place, and I just on the back of the napkin, I just started writing down all of the reasons what I what I did wrong and what I could have done to have prevented uh, the relationship ending so prematurely. And next, and I was doing it at the time just for myself because I was getting so tired of of things not working out with uh, my relationships. I mean, I'm 34, and I I really only had a girlfriend. Uh, once, and that was this last year, wow. and which lasted ten months. And so, I, in that sense, I'm I, I'm happy. At least I've learned, I've applied a lot of these lessons that I've learned in the book uh, to have a relationship last more than three months. But I'll, if you want, I'll be happy to. I have another uh, towards the end. Remind me because I have an addendum now to uh, to this book oh. that I want to share with your listeners, which I've learned over, uh, because of this relationship. Wonderful. Oh, okay, cool. So we're going to go over uh, some of these rules. Um, let's start with never lash out. What does that mean? Well, as, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, all of these are things that I've done, and I'm just looking, I looked back and realized these are things that you shouldn't do. The reason why lashing out is bad is because there's a quote that I put in the beginning of the book by, um, uh, what's the name? Let me see. Alfred Lord Tennyson, and it says uh, self-reverence, self-knowledge, and the third one is self-control. These three alone lead to sovereign power, and I realized that when you lash out, you've lost your self-control, and nine times out of ten, your lashing out is simply a uh, momentary response, and you're often acting on impulses, and you're acting on anger or frustration, and usually... 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five seconds after you lash out, you realize, ah, I shouldn't have done that. And so that rule is basically to help you remind that when you're going to get frustrated when you're dealing with the opposite sex, even just people in general sometimes. And you have to, as that Alfred Lord Tennyson said, embrace that self-control and figure out how to uh, avoid these triggers from causing you to say things and do things that you, you probably are going to regret. Yeah, I mean, the last time I did something like that, it was about three years ago, and I, you know, I mean, I, I was about, to, I was on my way to the airport, and then I heard the guy I was dating, because uh, he was living in the same building, I heard him inside someone else's apartment, that I thought there was something going on with them, and so I was going to, like, just keep on going, go to the airport, and I'm like, no, I can't. So I went back inside, and I knocked on the door, and it was a move I came to regret. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, those are, those are the things that you've got to, now, wait, wait, wait now, when you, when you went back and not, what happened when you knocked oh, on the door? Well, so he was just sitting on their couch, you know, there were other people in the room, I didn't know there was other people, I just thought it was them two, and then, um, you know, she saw me, and she's like, oh, we're, we're just talking, and then I was like, can you come here, I want to talk to you, and of course, what guy wants to have that happen, you know, so it was just a bad scene. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that, there's another lesson that, that that you just reminded me of that I talk about based on what you said is uh, give give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And I, I have so many times I would just get jealous or, or get angry. Someone didn't text me back quick enough. They didn't call me back. And immediately I'm jumping to conclusions 
and not giving them benefit of the doubt. Because when they, the truth of the situation, nine times out of ten, you really don't know what's going on. And I have found that it's better if you just, again, this is, doesn't mean all the time. You don't want to be a pushover, but usually you should give someone the benefit of the doubt and at least give them a chance to explain before you right. decide for yourself, this is what happened, how can you do that, why are you treating me like this, why are you blah, blah, blah. It's, again, it's, just, it's counterproductive. Yeah, because it's not a one-time thing. I mean, if, if it keeps happening and there's a pattern, then there's cause for concern. But just over one time or two times, you can't, as you said, you know, jump on them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I always know that someone, yeah, it's like if, if someone gets angry, it means they care. That's how you know when someone cares because, um, uh, you know, a friend of mine, he's just a friend. Uh, I get this email one time and he's like, um, why don't you put proper salutations in your emails? I'm like, we're friends. I didn't know I had to be all formal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there, and there, uh, yeah, people will just read read into things, and I'm sure he was taking it as a as a slight. And when really you had no, that that wasn't your intention at all. No, I mean we're just friends. It's like, do I always have to put best wishes, Lucia? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what friends are for. So you don't have to use the salutation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, c- continuing on this subject, you also said play cool as a cucumber. Yeah, my when I was in law school, my friend, I, I have to credit my friend Gabe Riggle, who, who's uh, in law school with me, and he and I would just always talk about relationships and dating, and, and I would go to him for advice and things. He goes, Monroe, play cool as a cucumber, cool, cool as a cucumber, and... The idea with that is just to be unflappable because once you start to show insecurity, mm-hmm. that's when the other person is not, they're going to lose attraction to you. Anytime people are attracted to confident people, and when you show insecurity, it makes them question whether they want to be with you. And so, if you'll notice, all of these rules, they all are basically, they all come back to what, uh, they're all, they, they overlap greatly. Mm-hmm. And like, don't don't jump to conclusions is one rule, but it's also, I mean, the other rules be cool as a cucumber. They're variations on a theme, but it's important because a lot of a lot of the things that cause problems when you're when you're dating initially is just being too too eager and 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 getting too frenetic and, and allowing your anxiety to control your behavior. And so, if you pick cool as a cucumber. If, if all of a sudden you you send a text or you or you call uh, and they don't answer, don't get freaked out immediately. You've got to just put it into perspective. And again, remember, give them the benefit of the doubt, and remember to just see if there are. Can you give come up with any other explanations for why they didn't get back to you? Their phone died. They, they got busy. They had an emergency. They this or that, blah, blah, blah. So many different things that could happen, but when you don't play it cool as a cucumber, that's when you start doing things that tend to push people away, texting three or four times. The word, one of the worst texts is, did you get my text? <laughs> right. And, uh, or, or another voice, well, hey, is your phone working? Did you, and because nine out of ten times, the phone is working. Have there been times when, when people sent me texts and I never got them? Of course. I mean, people right. say they left a voicemail, but I don't have it, of course. But it's few and far between, and if it's not an absolutely urgent matter, there's no reason to draw attention to that. I, again, this is in those first few first few months when you're still trying to get to know somebody. 
you don't, and they don't know who you are yet, you've got to be really careful. And it's better to be cool and aloof than than needy and pushy. So you said, yeah, you know, if they show up late for a date or whatever, don't say anything about their lateness. But if they keep on doing it, then aren't you a doormat if you never say anything? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the key is, is if somebody does show up late for the date, you don't have to mention it first. Even if they don't apologize or anything like that, it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe they didn't even realize they're late. Maybe they had a tough day. Maybe they're just, well, but who knows what happened. But, yeah, if it, and that's where you want to just give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, maybe they're not rude. Maybe they just, we don't know what happened. There are many times when I'm sure I, I was late for something and I was, had, had my mind elsewhere and I didn't properly apologize or, or whatnot. But, yeah, if that happens again and again, you need to, you need to step up. And this is also where the, 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 this is, I guess I can jump into actually what I was going to say before about what I learned. Mm-hmm. I wrote this book because I'd never been in a relationship longer than three months. And well, I, I, I started dating this girl last year, uh, last summer, mm-hmm. uh, while I was a lifeguard, actually, on the beach, and she was visiting from Germany, and I uh, ended up, you know, hanging out that time and then visited her in Germany and this and that. I didn't even realize that three months had come and gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even realize that I had passed the three-month mark and now I realize that you need to, if you're doing everything right and things are going well, you need to keep a, a, a very clear barometer on the situation because there is a very clear point, or maybe very unclear point maybe, when the relationship changes from we're just dating to she is your girlfriend or he is my boyfriend. And that's what I failed to do. And the rules that I wrote right in this book, I realized they don't apply necessarily to when you're in an actual full-blown relationship. And that's where I really messed up with this girl because those, all the rules, like don't care, <laughs> be cool as a cucumber, uh, uh, and, you know, date other people. <laughs> yeah, right. While all of these things, it's like, guess what? You can't do that when you are in a relationship. And, and for me, I'd never been in a real relationship wow. before that lasted. And I didn't realize that, oh, my gosh, she had become my girlfriend, and yet I was still treating her as if we were still just getting to dating in the first couple months. Right. So I would urge any of your listeners, the book is, is absolutely helpful during those first three months. And if you want to make sure, and it's a wonderful reminder as you're starting to date somebody new uh, to, hey, to, to play it cool and don't try to rush things and this and that, but, you, but they've got to be aware keep asking themselves like every day, every week, has the relationship changed? Is this person now my significant other? And when that happens, boom, you've got to stop dating other people. You've got to, you've got to stop treating them with that aloof character and you've got to start now doting on them and making them the most important person in your life and not everybody else. To a lot of people that are listening, they might be saying, well, duh, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There are a lot of people like me who have not had the experience with relationships and who are not uh, well-versed in the art of love. So. And, and, and so I'm hoping that what my, my sharing this with your listeners, I hope there's a light bulb going off in somebody's head going, wow, oh my gosh, that girl or that guy I'm dating is, wow, that person's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe change their behavior accordingly so that they don't, they don't leave. 
Yeah. Now, you said before that you only had three-month relationships. Uh, so was it mainly women, the women that were ending them? I'd say 90% of the time, yes. There was one time when I ended it first. And, but mo most of the time, it's them, it was them leaving. I was head over heels for them. Uh, and I think, just, again, it was things that all I did in that book. I, I ended up saying, I love you very quickly. Uh, I ended up, I was doing those things, like, did you get my texts? Like, hey, why aren't you responding? Um, I, I would get upset with them Ew. when they didn't get back to me quickly enough. Uh, I would I get you. angry. I mean, lots, all those things. Yeah. And, uh, right. And it's, it's, it's not the, the, the thing that, with this love thing, which she is, that I'm realizing is that, and that's what I, I, the last rule, the 45th rule is there are no rules. And I put that in there because no matter what you ask anybody, like, should I call them or should I wait? You'll get different opinions yes. from everybody. Yes. And my mom was actually telling me that she was wondering, you know why there's so many conflicting opinions? Because nobody knows. Nobody knows what is going to work or what's not going to work with you and a particular person because everybody's personalities are completely different. And one person, when you try, the first, this girl uh, a year and a half ago before my 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 ex girlfriend I said I love you to her like after like two weeks and she ran off and I made I made it very clear uh from that point forward in my mind I will never say I love you uh and commit to somebody so quickly mm -hmm. and then guess what happened that's actually why and then I got into this 10 month relationship with this other girl but and I refused to say I love you and I refused to commit just to her and what happened she ended up leaving for that reason because I didn't say I love you quickly enough and because I didn't commit to her. So it's sort of like, oh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right, but certain things, it's more probable the result depending on what you do. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, obviously no one knows what's going to happen in that particular situation, but they'll say if you do this, the chance of this X, Y, Z happening is more likely. Absolutely, and I think and I think I refer to that in the book, that if one of the rules is if you don't know what to do, do nothing. Right. I agree. Because you, you, you can always, you can hurt something by doing something, uh, usually, usually, whereas if you don't do something, you might not, you're not, you might not, not might not put your foot in your mouth or, or, or do something that's going to cause damage. And so, there, and as you said, there are, that's why I have these rules too, is that generally it's better to play it cool as a cucumber. Don't get stressed out. Don't call the other people on your assumptions about what happened. Don't. Don't uh, get worked up about somebody not responding to a text. All of these things are generally what's going to work. But I have that final rule at the end that there are no rules because I don't know exactly what's going on with anyone's particular situation. Sometimes sending a text is good, sometimes it's not. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so let's continue on with some of these rules. So you say take it slow, which I totally agree with, but it seems everyone has a problem with that, or a lot of people have a problem with that. Yes, I think everyone does, and even I still do. And I, and I think some people were actually uh, criticizing me and saying, Monroe, who the, heck, who the heck are you to write this book? And my point is, is that, well, I don't, I don't claim to be Don Juan. I don't claim to be, this is not a book about how to succeed. It's a book on how not to fail. Right. 
because I've done that, and I know what doesn't work. Do I know the magic secret to wooing any woman? No. But I do know that if you don't take it slow, you're likely going to scare the person off. The, this is along the lines of what you just said about the probabilities of certain things happening or not. If you take it fast, you're very likely to scare the person off, and it's very difficult to rekindle a affection for you after you've scared them off. Whereas if you take it slow, and they're wondering, oh, is he interested, is he not, or is she interested, is she not, you could always rekindle the, that attraction there because they're wondering, oh, does he like me, does he not? Whereas if you take it fast, you may just scare them off, and they won't even give you the time of day in the future. So along those lines, I, I would recommend that you have, and this goes back to that quote from Laura Tennyson, self-control. You've got to take it slow, and it is so absolutely difficult to do mm-hmm. because you want to be in a relationship with this person now, and you are you are head over heels for them in many cases. I think, and that's what causes people to to rush it because the, the the adrenaline's running through them, and and you're feeling oh my gosh, so giddy in love, and this mm-hmm. and that, and you want to hear from them now, 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 now. Right. But if you don't take it slow, that's when things start to go awry and you start sending texts, you start getting pushy, and they start thinking you're clingy and needy, and next thing you know, they're not responding anymore to your advances. Right. That's why, you know, you always hear people say, well, the the people I'm attracted to aren't attracted to me, and vice versa. That's because the people you're not attracted to, you don't do any of this stuff because you don't care. Yeah. And that's why they're attracted. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, and uh, and that's and if people would just take that advice, and it's the hardest thing to do because it's it's all of these rules they are common sense. Yeah, and everybody knows them. The problem is, do people do you do them? Do you adhere to them? Honestly, if everyone took these rules that I that I prescribe in this book and applied them, they would be a lot more successful. In, in dating and in relationships. But the problem is, it's a, it, knowing a rule is a lot different than practicing one. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's, it's helpful. Like if people, if people are nodding their heads as they're listening to this, it's great. But no, you've got to look, you have to remind yourself every day and look at those rules and just say, do not be clingy. Or whenever you, something happens, um, there's a, um, um, in my psychology studies, I'm reading this book, Mind and Emotions, and it's talking about cognitive behavioral therapy and stuff like that. And one of the things it talks about is do the opposite. That, and it's a way of, like, of helping with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it says, and one of the exercises is to write down situations where you feel anxiety. Then write down what you normally do and then write down what the opposite would be. So in this situation, it would be, uh, okay, when I, I send a text and or I call and they don't get back to me immediately, uh, what do I, how do I feel? I feel anxious, I feel nervous, I feel my self-esteem get dropping. Okay, well, what do I do? I, I, I start to go crazy and I inevitably text them or call them again. Or I start to act a little bit strange. Blah, blah. Then what, what's the opposite? The opposite is, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to calm down. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to go out of the house and put my phone under the bed. <laughs> Whatever it may be, to do the opposite. And the whole idea there is that doing the opposite in many of these situations will actually result in a more positive outcome. 
because with the anxiety that, or the emotions that anxiety causes, it, the feeling is going to pass eventually. And if, you're going to be a lot more proud of yourself if you didn't send a follow-up text or follow-up this or that, and then two hours later, that's what, in fact, let me, Lucia, that's why people feel so terrible so many times when they take these actions. Why did I text them again? Because they acted on an impulse. Yes. And that impulse, the, the, the emotion that was driving that impulse was fleeting. And an hour or two hours later, the reason why you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I texted him again or texted her again, is because now you're in a clear frame of mind. And that's why they tell people, oh, you know, if you have an angry email that you're going to write, uh, whether it's business or romance or wait 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard. I have a problem with that. I'm a very impulsive person. But uh, even I've been trying to do the opposite with things. And wh- one, one thing with that is unfriending people on Facebook. Right. And uh, that, that's, that's one place where I think every, if anyone is on Facebook, they can practice it. Before you unfriend somebody... Give it 24 hours because a lot of time. Once you unfriend that person, there's no going back, and it's really awkward. Yeah, I have the I have the opposite view point of view on unfriending someone. Let's say I'm dating someone, and you know they were on my Facebook, and now we're not dating or whatever. I don't unfriend them. It's like why unfriend them? I would rather that they see what the hell I'm up to and see what a wonderful life I'm having without them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I actually I tried that with my with my ex for a while, and it 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 after a while I just you know what I can't. She's actually dating somebody else now, and it was and I didn't have the self control mm. to not look at her page anymore, and it was just driving me absolutely crazy because I had such strong feelings for her. It's like how could she be with some other thing now? So I ended up I did block her. And I wish I didn't, it didn't have to come to that, but it was after like a couple months of trying not to. So I, I agree with you completely, Yeah. but I guess it's, it's, but I also wish that I had the self-control, as you were saying, to just leave her as a friend and, and go on with my life and have her um, See what I'm look at all the things I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> See, because it does make sense. You got to be smart about it, Monroe. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right, Lucia. You're right, Lucia. Don't let your. But I, as I said, I'm no Don Juan. I'm still a student <laughs> of love. Right. right. Trying, trying to figure it out as I go and passing on some lessons as, as I <laughs> as I learn them. Okay, so um, on to another quote-unquote rule. You said, "Don't take anything personally." So, what do you mean by that? <clears throat> well. I came up with that one because this with this girl I was dating before, this was like two years ago, uh, for the longest time I thought she had a boyfriend. And yet we we were hanging out and we went to get coffee one night and, and then we went ice skating together. And I still thought it was just a friendly thing because I, I had the impression that she had a boyfriend through some mutual friends and this and that. And so when during this time, I really wasn't thinking that we were dating, and so I really didn't mind when I didn't hear back from her immediately. Uh, I would send her a text and not hear from her maybe a day or two later. Uh, I'd call her. She wouldn't pick up, but, you know, she'd call me back a few hours later, things like that. And it didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I didn't take it personally at all because my thinking was, oh, well, of course, I'm not, why, you know, she's probably with her boyfriend and, and no big deal. And we're just friends even though I had feelings for her. Well, then all of a sudden we were 
uh, we were going out one night and it became clear that we were not, that she didn't have a boyfriend. She goes, of course, why do you, why do you think I was hanging out with you so much? And as soon as that happened, the switch flipped in my head and now, now I knew that she didn't have a boyfriend. So now I was taking everything personally. Mm. <laughs> now all of a sudden, nothing changed. She was still taking two to three days to get back to me on text, but, but now I'm thinking, oh my God, why is, it, what, why is she not responding? What's she doing? Is she not interested in me anymore? And I just, it just, I just went off the deep end. And and so the the lesson there is how interesting that nothing had changed. Right. She was still behaving exactly the same way she was, but all of a sudden I was taking it personally and assuming that it was something about me. Whereas before I was projecting it outward and and blaming it on quote unquote the fact that she had a boyfriend. As soon as I realized she didn't, yikes all of a sudden it was about me and why I wasn't good enough for her to get back to in time. Why wasn't I important enough? So the lesson with that is, is you've got to, got to, got to not take anything personally. Anything that she does or doesn't do is don't, don't read into it too much because when you, if you do so, that's again where you start creating this anxiety uh, within you. And you start, as soon as you start getting anxious, you're going to start losing your ability to control your actions. The next thing you know, you're, Committing romantic suicide by doing some silly stuff, sending texts or calling too much, uh, getting angry, lashing out at her, accusing them of things. Yeah. This is the worst. I, I, this one girl, I, I was, we were, we were texting back and forth about going to a movie this tonight, let's just say tonight, mm-hmm. and everything was going great, and then all of a sudden she just stopped texting me. And I, I said, what time should we meet at the theater? And I didn't hear back from her at all. And like a half an hour goes by. And finally I got in, like, got in touch with her, but it was like, a, like 12 o'clock that night. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, I was in this town and there was no cell phone service. And I was, of course, what did I do? I laugh. I'm like, are you serious? You're going to blame it on lack of cell phone service? Blah, blah, blah. Well, Long after this relationship was over, I saw a police officer who was from that town. Uh-huh. I said, excuse me, officer, can you tell me what, what's the cell phone service like? And, and he, I couldn't even finish. He goes, it is the worst cell phone service ever. Uh. And, and it's very rare. It's terrible because once you get into the town, it's just an abyss and no one gets texts. You can't call people. And I just felt like a total mm. idiot. Mm. And because I had I had jumped to conclusions and and lashed out at her, and I and I was I was completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and, and usually and usually like, you 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 do that one time, and someone who has you know good self esteem, it's like you know what I'm done. I'm not gonna you know you, you know put up with this behavior. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the the thing that's that's and. Uh, just along those lines is what I'm hoping like with the book, I'm hoping that I can help avoid people losing the love of their life by making mistakes. I mean, this last girl that I dated, honestly, I would have married her and I, I, I messed it up because I, like I said, I was dating other, other girls and I, I, you know, didn't let her, didn't commit to her. And I started to neglect her because I got busy with things and, if you realize, and then next thing I know, she's out with her ex-boyfriend again, and I don't want this to happen to other people. 
Right. I mean, it really devastated me. And, I, and anyone who's had a, your heart torn apart, they know how it feels. I wanted to write this book because I, and I think I might actually write a second one now because this one's about how to avoid romantic suicide. It's about how to avoid messing up in the first three months to get so you can get into a relationship. And now I feel like, based on everything I learned with with this girl Louisa, I I now need to write another one on how to avoid messing it up when you're in a relationship. Right. And you know I've just learned so many rules. But look, you've got to you got to. It's like a garden, and you have to water it constantly. You cannot neglect the the love of your life. Exactly. And you you've got to make sure she knows that you are not fooling around with other people, and you shouldn't be anyway. Uh, you need to make it clear when you are. You need to acknowledge and realize that hey, I'm. I think she's my girlfriend now. I think we should make that official. And one thing that uh, drives me batty, I don't know if I'll ever forgive myself for this. The whole time, like over like over many months, she would say to me, "Well, I, don't, I know you're dating other girls, but I don't." You know, I don't want you to, but I guess there's nothing I can do about it. And I don't know in what frame of mind I was in. I didn't even realize until after she broke up with me that that was her way of saying, dude, I want to be your girlfriend. Exactly. Duh. <laughs> I want... <laughs> and, I mean, the lesson from from that is the two, the two lessons are don't... <laughs> when the girl is making it clear that she wants to be in a relationship, that you need to have a talk with her about that. But secondly, I... Mr. Oblivious, Monroe Man, didn't even realize that that's what she was asking me to do. A lot of guys don't realize. And it, yeah, I, and I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm not, I'm a, hey, I, I made a mistake. I'd never been in a relationship before. I didn't know that's what was, how much, like a blah, blah, blah. No excuse, but at least I know why I did it because I was inexperienced. But I realized, whoa, you've got, actually, one of the, one of the rules is, um, Learn to read the signs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which I'm looking. Oh, not, rule 15, learn to read the signs. And I realized, wow, I totally did not. I didn't realize that she was telling me what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was in my own world and my own ego and my own arrogance and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, blah, dancing blah. around, frolicking in the wind, <laughs> not even... <laughs> Not even realizing that she's trying to say, will you stop frolicking and dancing, and will you sit down and tell me you love me? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because a it's, woman, it's, you know, and a smart, intelligent woman, she's not going to, like, demand it of you. She's going to kind of, like, drop hints or say things. So guys have to understand, you know, if a woman says something, she's not saying it just for the hell of it. it she's giving you a hint. Yeah, and and that's something that people need to realize is really you've got... you. Every guys will always say, "It's like why? Why wouldn't you just say it? Why didn't you say it?" And even I feel that way. It's like crap. Why didn't she just say it? Why didn't she say, "Hey, you need to get your get your priorities straight, buddy"? Because most women are not so, going to talk like that to you. Exactly, and 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 that's what that's what I learned, and what what your listeners need to do as well is keep keep a keep a taking the temperature of the relationship and trying to figure out what is she, is she saying something to me in some way. I just think about what's been going on in the last two weeks in, the, in your relationship, if, if whoever's listening, and and ask and ask yourself why is she doing this? What is she saying? Right. And how could it be interpreted in different ways? Could she be or he be trying to tell me something? And again, I just I don't want to go through what I went through with this breakup ever again, and I don't want I don't want people that are listening to, and my readers to 
have to accept, accept the fact that the person that you love is gone. And the person that you wanted to be with is no longer interested in being with you because of something stupid you did. Right. And, th- and that's, I think, the most painful thing. It's not like, it's, not, it's like nine times out of ten, it's something preventable. Right. And, and that's, that's what I'm trying to get across. I just want myself, too. I mean, I'm doing this because, I heck, I want to find the love of my life and, and not mess up a relationship. And yeah, you're, uh, but you're, mad you, at me. You sound like you're beating yourself up over there. You know, like, stop it. <laughs> that's not the energy you want to go into a new relationship with. It's like, hey, you didn't know better. Like, No, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, like Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. So now you know better and you'll do better. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and um, so you you pick up your pick up your britches and go. And that's actually a good lesson too. I it's 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 terrible when when you you learn lessons. Like despite reading this book, anyone reading this book, I guarantee you're still gonna mess up. I've written the book and I still mess up. Hey, I'm an expert and I still mess and, up. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I think it's actually we're all human. Just just because you're an you know you have experience, something doesn't mean that you are. Like, even the pro skiers and pro skateboarders, guess what? They still fall down sometimes. Right. Uh, they're not going to do the tricks perfectly every single competition. And I think that's the, that's the, the difficulty with this is just realizing that you've, you're going to get knocked around. And no matter how many books you read, it, you're going to have to go out in there and, and, and potentially fall down. And, and sometimes these lessons are best learned personally oh absolutely um let's do a few more we want to have a little bit more time here now what do yeah. you, what do you mean by um make them come to you i wrote a book called uh, guerrilla networking with jay conrad levinson in 2006 and i i've been a big fan of networking for many years and i've read a lot of the books and all of them were talking about how i should you know approach people and, and approach him from a sales point of view and, and give him the business cards and, and kind of a, it was a more of an approach atmosphere. Whereas guerrilla networking is the opposite. It's attracting them to you. Uh, to summarize, uh, uh, traditional networking is meeting people and guerrilla networking is becoming the type of person that other people want to meet. And for, you, you kind of stumbled on an example earlier, which was why is it that all of the girls or guys that I like don't like me and the girls that uh, uh, that I'm not attracted, to, those that I am attracted to, aren't interested. But the ones that I'm not attracted to are head over heels for me. And that's precisely guerrilla networking. The traditional networking is the fact that you are approaching the girls and the guys that you're attracted to in some way that you're kind of pushing yourselves on them. And that's the traditional networking model. Whereas guerrilla networking is drawing them to you. That's why all these people that you're not interested in are coming to you because you're uh, becoming the type of person they want to meet by being mysterious, by being aloof, by, by not being pushy, by not being needy. So along those lines, what you want to do is become as successful as you can and live your life as best you can in a way that shows, and this correlates with another rule, which is don't need a relationship. You've got to be comfortable being in your own skin and being your own person because that's actually very attractive. If, it come, if people come across and see you as, oh, wow, that person's got it together, that person's got it going on, everything's going really well, naturally they're going to want to get to know you better. So that's the idea that you, if, if you can somehow 
give off this vibe of of success, of confidence, of poise, of charm, you're going to have a better chance of people coming to you rather than you forcing yourself on them. Right. Um, okay, and then what about, so what does this mean? Remember to ping-pong pause. <laughs> uh, that's... My, my, uh, my friend, one of my Iraq buddies, who's in Afghanistan, actually, he would tell me, uh, whenever you send a text and you don't hear back, you're stuck in the pause. And what he meant by this is because imagine you're on the beach, there's a picture, you're watching a movie, and there's a guy and a girl on the beach. They're walking, they're walking. The guy moves in to kiss her, and then she turns her head to the side, pause. And then what do, what do you think happened? And, of course, you're thinking, oh, she's not interested. She's, she wants to break up with him, et cetera, et cetera. And then unpause, and she sneezes. Mm-hmm. And so, so what she was actually doing was turning her head because she was about to sneeze, and she didn't want to sneeze in, into his face. And along with the ping-pong part is that you're in a ping-pong game. And you never want to just imagine if you are playing ping-pong and you send one ball over, and before they even get a chance to hit the ball back, you send another one. Right. So now there's two balls approaching them, and then all of a sudden you do another one. It's, it's, they're probably not going to hit any of them back because they're so confused. So the idea is first send, send over one ping-pong ball at a time and give them a chance, give them an opportunity to hit it back. Maybe they did miss the ball, and maybe a little bit later you send one more, but never more than two ping-pong volleys at a time. And then just pause. Realize that you don't know if they're actually about to sneeze. So don't jump to conclusions and try to figure out why they haven't gotten back to you yet. Just give it time. Give it time and give it time. Exactly. Um, Okay, a few more. Have no expectations, which is something I always say. Yeah, that's, that's just a general rule so that you don't... You don't go into something with, with ex- expecting that things are going to go great or expecting that things are going to go poor. And if you go into a situation where you're not, what's, what's the, there's an ex- famous expression, Pre- prepare, uh, expect, uh, prepare for the, worst. Uh, expect the best, but yeah. prepare for the worst. Right. And, and that's what you should, we should go in. Of course, you shouldn't have expectations, if, well, I said no expectations, because if you go in with high expectations and then it doesn't resolve itself like you expected, you're going to be disappointed and, and sad. But if you can just somehow go in there going, you know what, I'm just going to see how it goes and play it out and see what happens. You're generally going to come across as more confident, you're going to come across as more cool and more collected and that's also goes aligns with that becoming the type of person other people want to meet. When you come across as just being cool and a, a great, charming person, huh? Mm-hmm. And even if, just kind of let the thing happen rather than trying to force the situation. Yeah, because it's having those expectations that cause you to freak out because you were expecting X, Y, Z behavior and you didn't see it, and you're like, what? Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, in fact, along those lines, you, and there was this one, I talked about this in the book too, when I was in college, I went on this, like it was like a group date with a whole bunch of us where it went to uh, Italy to go get Chinese food, and she, she sat next to me at the Chinese restaurant, it was a big round table, and next thing I know, something is on my leg. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, it's her hand, but I didn't realize that, 
and I jumped, and I got so scared, and of course that relationship was over. Um, it kind of freaked her out, and this and that. My and what the idea there is, you don't want to have any expectations, but you also need to be prepared for anything too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was good that I didn't. I, it was good actually that I had no expectations because I was so surprised that she put her hand on my on my knee. Too surprised, and yet. I should have been prepared for that happening, not expecting it, but hey, if that does happen, play cool. Cool cool as a cucumber. You thought it probably was a spider or something walking on your leg. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I was so inexperienced at the time that never even thought that a girl would put her leg on, her hand on my knee. (laughs) That's just like, like, really? I I mean, it was just, it was the last thing that I could think of happening i wasn't even thinking that i wasn't even sure that it was a, a date or this or that. and i realized you know what if you're sitting next to a pretty girl just just who knows what could happen but, right. <laughs> but don't get freaked out no matter what happens <laughs> exactly so and then finally you also say cut your losses what do you mean by that well that's it's a sad rule but uh, i think a necessary one at some point we all need to take an inventory of what's going on with a particular girl or guy that we're pursuing or that we're in a relationship with or or, or not even not in a relationship with, like used to be in a relationship with. And, you know, it's mostly applying, I'm re- referencing the fact that a lot of us are d- just continue to push and push and push and try to convince the other person that we are the one and that they should go out with us and why don't you love me anymore and this and that and at some point, you just got to say, you know what, maybe maybe this is not meant to be. And no matter what, how much you follow the rules, this or that, some people are just not meant to be together. And it's a terribly painful thing for anyone to acknowledge when you have feelings for someone and they don't reciprocate. But sometimes it's it's just really the only and best option is for you to get over that person and then move on. Yeah. I'm not saying that 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 you you know sometimes it's persistence is good, but you, you just got to ask yourself is is it worth it, and are you just hurting your your chances with other people by glomming on to this one person? Yeah, and a lot of times people uh, uh, say, you know, I wish I hadn't you know stayed in that for as long as I did. I should have gotten out sooner. You don't rarely do you hear people say, oh, I should have stayed longer. You usually hear them say, I should have gotten out sooner. Not, 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 not me and my readers. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I, I, I look forward to the relationship where I can say I should have gotten out sooner. Well, I know, but you're, you've only had like three month relationships, so you can't, you know, there's not much sooner to get out, but yeah, but it's <clears> like when the signs are there. That, that's, that is true. That is true. And, um. I guess you could apply it to when you're in a relationship too. I mean, if you really feel like it's it's not working, cut your losses. What I was what I was referring I mean, because of this book is basically for the first three months is is if you're not getting any headway you gotta just ask yourself, Hey, is it is it worth pursuing this further? Because sometimes it can make you even more depressed the more rejection that you you pile on day after day because you keep pursuing them and they just keep saying no. Right, exactly. Just see the signs. And if it's not advancing forward and, uh, you know, they say they're going to do something and they don't follow through and 
you're not really going out as much as you'd like, you're not really communicating as much as you'd like, then they're probably probably not that interested. So why not find someone who is? Absolutely, absolutely. So. And, uh, and that's the hard thing is for us to realize that there, that there, there really will potentially be somebody else. And, and I think that's why it's so hard to, to give up the chase sometimes because you feel like this, is the, this person is the one. Right. And and I, 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 they very well may be. But time will tell. You have to wait. But time time will tell, and, and you pushing, pushing, pushing is probably not... It's going to make them not the one. Yeah. And so, again, I, I, do I have the answers, to, and does anyone have the answers to, to who's meant to be together and what's the best way to convince them? No. People are based their, their, their advice based on their experience. And what generally may work, but I, I would urge people just to, at the, in the end, go with your gut and, and, and realize that there are no rules. And no matter what you do, you could, you could follow every rule that somebody gives you mm-hmm. and still, it's still not work. That's right. That's right. On that note, we are done. Thank you for a, a wonderful uh, interview and try not to beat yourself up over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still getting over it, as you can see. Yes, I, I can see that. So the website and, is. But I'm, but I'm going to use all of that and apply it to a new book, perhaps. Good. Look forward to reading it. Um, so Absolutely. Again, Chia, thanks for having me. My pleasure. The book is Romantic Suicide: The 45 Unbreakable Rules of Dating. The website MonroeMan.com. And all the best. Thank you so much. Okay. Ciao. Take care. Ciao. We both lived in Italy, or he lived in Switzerland. That's why we said ciao. Um, yes, so before I go, just want to let you know about my book, uh, which has some rules too, although it doesn't have rules in the title, and that is Lucia's Lessons of Love, and see, mine are lessons, not rules, sounds a little nicer, you know, not rules, lessons, but either way, it's still the same thing, right, so just how the words that you use, um, and that is at lessonsoflove.net, my website is theartoflove.net, and uh, for the guys out there interested in an older woman, I have a recording for you, and that is available at howtocatchacougar.net. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Oh.